que The Review Podcast. <laughs> we thought we'd switch it up this time, guys. Yeah. Bree's like, I want to do the skip it diddly dee dee. And I was like, all right, I'm not singing. I can't sing as uh, with the melody of Bree. Uh, so I'm just like, I got to like. Uh, Spoken word poetry, the review podcast. The review podcast. Review podcast. Yeah. Podcast in my eyes. Go away. <laughs> Spoken word poetry version of the review podcast coming at you live. Hi, Bree. Hi, Aunt Funny. W- welcome to the review podcast. I, of course, am Anthony. And I'm Bree. And this is a podcast in which we review movies. And then we review movies. We take a movie that one of us has seen at least one time, and then we watch it, and we gush over the movies. All the good, all the bad, everything in between, we gush over the movies. Right, Bree? Yep, you're correct, 100%. (laughs) Ah, ruining the podcast already. I know. Um, Well, I've had a long day. I've had a long day. She rolled her eyes at me. He got to go on a rock climbing (laughs) professional development with his school, and he wouldn't even go rock climbing. Like, what a lame-o. Everyone joining Anthony's lame. Anthony's lame. Everyone's shouting from the rooftops. Anthony's lame. So let me explain. (laughs) Today was the first day back for our school year, um, and normally the first few days are just like meetings with the teachers. Uh, welcome back meetings, you know, this is what we're doing for the school year, division meetings, things like that. And um, ever since we've gotten our new principal, he's been doing like these really cool, uh, I guess you would call them professional development days, but it's really fun activities. Like we went uh, bowling once, we went, um, we did like axe throwing and like stuff like that. Uh, we did an escape room once. I just really don't think fun. you appreciate your. Principal. No, I do. I I'm t- literally talking about how much I appreciate. No, because you don't do the stuff. I've done almost everything, and you're a liar. We were going rock climbing today, and I I told Bree I was like I'm probably not going to do it just because I'm not a big fan of rock climbing. And then I got there, and the place is like really really nice, and I was going to do it, and then I got a glimpse at how high everything is and i kind of chickened out and i didn't want to do it because i don't know i was like this is a little too much for me so i sat at a table with a couple of other people that didn't do it and just hung out for a little while and it was that was fun in its own right so uh not only did i have to sit through a bunch of meetings and um different trainings for this new program that we're using at the school but also taking the bus at with every which way down the city to get to the rock climbing place and it was it was a long day i don't normally have long days like this during the summer so it's he's exhausted i'm, he did. I'm exhausted. a bunch of fun stuff today had a 45 minute training and he's like i've done enough work today <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I'm a little tired. I'm a little exhausted. I have, didn't have a lot of time to adequately research this movie um, that we watched. Uh, I did a little bit of research though. So before we get into that, Brie, how are you today? I'm not doing so hot. Why? Because the cookie place pissed me oh off. Oh my god, this freaking cookie place! She's texting me as I'm on the bus to go to the rock climbing okay, place. Li- no, like literally paragraphs about how mad she is about. No, cookies. listen to me. Listen to me. And I'm coming for your throat, a company that rhymes with mumble. I'm coming for your throat. You get, there are new flavors every week. I went this morning and I wanted to get the raspberry cheesecake, the French silk pie, the lemon poppy seed. I didn't really care for the um, peanut butter one, but I wanted like the other ones. So I go. And everything is sold out. All of the cookies. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be a couple hours before we're like No, they said, you told me, you texted me, they said, it will be an hour. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm here right now. Well, we got chocolate chip. I was like, that's not even one of the ones y'all have on special. 
I'm like, I walked in and I walked out like so quickly. And I wasn't the only person who walked in and walked out. There's a group of like five people who walked in, saw that they were sold out of everything and walk how out. quickly do you have to get to this place to get the cookies? i don't know i don't know and i'm like if you don't have them in the middle of the day like around like 11 cookie eating time cookie eating time <laughs> i'm like you had i'm i assume there's like a like a beginning of the day rush like when they open up at like eight right is am i wrong to think that by noon there should be more cookies well they should be making cookies like constantly constantly yeah so am I wrong to believe that there should be another batch of cookies out? It's, by it noon? reminds me of that um, episode of South Park where Cartman buys the amusement park for himself and tells everybody you can't come, which makes the popularity of it grow because now that people are told they can't have it, like they want it more. I'm just really mad. I said to myself... I think that's the marketing strategy they're going for. I told myself tomorrow... I will try again, but this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. Call them. I'm going to call them and be like, yesterday I came in and you had nothing. Do you have cookies today? Because I'm not doing this again. What if they say no? And I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this is the second day in a row where you guys just don't have any cookies. It's pissing me off. Come on, cookie wench. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I really... I guess like I don't I don't understand not having a single one of the specialty cookies ready. That's like their whole thing is having specialty cookies yeah. new each week and then they run out. And you all they be popping and out then those cookies left. All and they right. have is chocolate chip and no one's going for the chocolate chip. It's not one of the cookies. You can get a chocolate chip cookie anywhere. And so I was just like really disappointed. Wait, I lied. They had another cookie available. But it was the nastiest one Which from last one? week. Which Cotton one candy. Oh, that's so I was gross. like, I'd rather lick the inside of my shoe. Yeah. Then eat a cotton candy cookie. That's so nasty. Like, we were talking about this. Artificial cotton candy flavor is... Gross. So gross. Like, anything that tastes like cotton candy. We used to have cotton candy flavored ice cream at the ice cream parlor that I used to work at. And it was so gross and tasted nothing like cotton candy. And cotton candy in itself is quite disgusting. And we told... We were talking about, like, the artificial cotton candy flavor tastes nothing like cotton candy... But in the way like a like banana artificial candy doesn't taste like banana, but like it's banana is good. resembles banana. (laughs) But banana tastes good. Mm -hmm. Cotton candy tastes like shit. Oh, so there's this hard seltzer that is, um, you, I think you might've heard of it. They were drinking it in Las Vegas when we went, my friends, it's called happy dads. Have you heard of it? Um, only when we went to Las Vegas. Yeah, because they don't sell it in a lot of places. They recently started selling it in our state. So now my friends are like losing it over Happy Dads. And I guess they have a banana flavored seltzer. And one of my friends who's like big into the Happy Dads is like, no, it's so disgusting. Like, don't drink it. He's like, it makes me want to vomit. The banana banana flavored alcohol. And I think there's a banana flavored whiskey out there. I, Hol- like, I like the artificial banana flavor i don't know if i would like it in alcohol form i don't know if i would like to drink banana flavor (laughs) unless it's in like a milkshake but even then i like the regular banana in a milkshake in a milkshake yes yeah anyway Anyway, so they've royally ticked me off today the only thing that made me feel better was i bought myself a new teacher planner for this coming year as well as a it's like 40 of the washi tapes Because I'm going to section my board in the front into different sections and, like, do all this fun stuff this year with my board. Wish me luck because we only have... We were supposed to be let into the building last week on the 10th. And they pushed it all the way back to the 17th. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, let me in. Let me in. I'm just like, I just want to get... I have, like, a ton of stuff to do. Because I have to make a tree in the in my classroom. Oh, God. <laughs> and I have to, like, do all the leaves and the branches and the vines and everything inside my classroom and make it look like a jungle. And I was actually going to put some real plants in my room to teach the kids, like, how to take care of things. And I was researching low-light plants, plants that, like, even I can't mess up because, like, I kill everything. 
on accident. And I was also looking up like class pets. And Anthony's like, please do not get a class no, pet. No, because then you'd have to bring it home. And yeah. I'm not dealing with another animal in this house that but we don't want What if it was like a here. fish? Oh, well, fish is different, but... Like, look my fish. Bish the fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fly buzz. <laughs> my pet fly. <laughs> this is my pet fish, Swimmy. <laughs> um, in, in my uh, in, in my experience, so I had to bring... When, when we left our classrooms at the end of the uh, school year... I had to bring, I clean out my classroom. I had to bring everything home with me. I had to clear the walls, whatever. So I had a bunch of flags because I'm a social studies teacher. I had a bunch of flags in my classroom and I do model United Nations. So I got the UN flag and I've got all these different flags that represent all the other countries our school has uh, represented in conferences. So I have like Palestine up there. I have Haiti up there. I have Antigua Barbuda up there. Um, and then... We represented a country, but like I'm not sure if I should put up that flag. And other teachers have told me like maybe you shouldn't do that, or you can use it as a teachable moment for people. Uh, we in the past have represented Hungary at uh, these conferences, and Hungary nowadays is fairly problematic. Uh, has a lot of like authoritarian fascist stuff going on in the country so i was apprehensive to putting that flag up because i didn't want like passerbys especially prospective like parents who are thinking of sending their kids to the school to because my room is the first one on could the you tour. imagine if you had like people who came from hungary exactly and be like hmm this guy's a fascist or like why do you have that hungarian flag you know and while one teacher said flat out, like, maybe you shouldn't do that, another teacher was like, well, why don't you use it as a teachable moment to teach the kids about, like, what's going on in Hungary? And I was but like, also, I could do like, that, but that's not really, Are parents like, going to stick around to hear your explanation? Yeah, I don't want to have, I don't want to have to do that every time. I was like, if I had a, a, a Russia flag, I probably wouldn't put it up now. Maybe at this time last year, I might have, but definitely not now. <laughs> I think a Ukrainian flag is definitely in your future. Yeah, I think I, I got to get one of those. And they're not as uh, hard to find as they were a few months ago. So uh, I do, th even though we haven't represented Ukraine at it's important uh, the United though to Nations, show but support for yeah. what's going on there right now. Right. And I, I would agree with that. And I've got my, um, I got my uh, pride flags. Uh, I've, I've got a little pride flag in there and I've also got a magnet up. So we've got that, even though, um, like, that is controversial, I guess, to some people, but I don't know. We I had, don't get, we I had don't get a teacher who had pride <laughs> stuff up and they were asked to take it down. We had, I, I want to say we had a similar situation a few years ago, but that was a few years ago. And I think that the tone and perspective has shifted a lot in regards to I that. thought about getting like, a we did we didn't have uh like a GSA at our I school thought about, now we do. I thought about getting a pride flag for my room. Like obviously like a tiny one. Like mm -hmm. not like, like a, a little one that you can yeah. put in your hand. And it's like especially That's me. I, I was like especially me. Mm -hmm. I'm part of the alphabet mafia. Uh, so. <laughs> Anthony and Anthony, my friend Anthony is an ally. Say hello uh, Anthony. <laughs> Uh, but I just like this year new ad administration um, maybe different like more open views about like having stuff in your room our last principal just didn't like to rock the boat yeah yeah but fairly a conservative to which, to which I think like I don't think our new principal cares that I'm much about I'm that the boat. stuff so it's like our former principal, like the one that hired me, that was the one where it was like, oh, there were students that wanted to start a GCA and like we got pushback from that. And there was like, no, there ain't going to be a, GC G a GCA, GSA, um, Gay Straight Alliance. And um, now like that principal has left and we've got a new one. And I don't think he is like, I don't think he cares too much. Like he started this like inclusivity stuff at uh, our school. And I think it's really helped a lot, especially like 
based on the backlash that um, my school had gotten in like the summer of 2020 when like everything on the planet earth was happening at the same time. Um, I think our school and our principal in general, like really responded well to a lot of that and made some really good changes that make the students that didn't feel welcomed in the past feel welcome now like a part of the community whereas they might not have done that felt that way in the past because they were constantly being told no on certain things like we didn't have a black student union prior to 2020 and now we do and i think our school is a much better place <laughs> for that and they've done some really cool stuff so um I don't know what we were even getting at here. I don't know. It's complicated. Let's get it. Oh, it's complicated. <laughs> it is complicated. Just like the movie that we reviewed, uh, um, we are reviewing in just a moment, but uh, I was going to go through some movie news okay, recently. Go ahead. Uh, we saw a movie. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yes, we watched the movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies over the weekend. And I went into that movie not really knowing what it was about. And. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really good, like, uh, whodunit murder mystery thriller. What'd you think? I liked it. I mean, I'm not writing home about it. Yeah, like, we talked about it, and if you've seen... We're not going to review it on the pod anytime soon, but if you see it, like, you'll notice the, like, kind of inconsistencies in tone with the movie, where it's like, do you want to be a movie that is a satire on Gen Z or do you want to be like taken seriously as a thriller? Like you can do both, but it didn't feel like the movie wanted to do both. It wanted to be one or the other at different times. So that was like my only bugaboo with the movie. Um, other than that, I really enjoyed it. Pete Davidson's a star, baby. A star. Why, what do they do with his tattoos? Why did they cover up all his tattoos in the movie? He didn't have any of his tattoos. Was he wearing a sweater? No. Well, no, he was shirtless in the pool scene. Maybe because he has like a lot of celebrity names on him. I don't know. But literally I noticed like, that like there none of his tattoos on his body. Are you, well, maybe a lot of it's copyrighted. Yeah, it could be. That's could like be. CM Punk's tattoo. I was just about to mention CM Punk's Pepsi tattoo that in the video games that he's in, like they can't have that. So it's copyrighted. Yeah, they would make like a weird thing out of it. Um other movie news. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, I had um, some The stuff. movie Purple Heart um, that just came out recently. Um, that movie's getting a lot of ba backlash right now because it's um, people are calling it military propaganda. What's it about? Um, it's about a young woman, a, li a <laughs> liberal woman who has um, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes but has no health insurance. And so she's not able to get insulin and she marries a guy going off in the like marines so she could get um health care and he could get the pay bonus and he owes money to a drug dealer in like the sum of like 15 grand oh i think you were telling me and, about this yeah. um it's also getting slammed for being islamophobic as well okay so, um, was well, it about the iraq war yeah so it takes place in like 2001, 2, 3, 4. I, I guess. I don't. It's unclear if it's like modern day. Um, anyway, it's. I feel like it's um, military propaganda. I, that's how I felt like after I watched it. And I also felt like it was like the dumb liberal woman falls in love with conservative man because he protect. I don't want him. Protect. <laughs> I don't want him. I'm just. I don't. Anyway, um, that's it's stirring up some some feathers in the movie world right now, as it is all over the tweeter. Yeah, I could see that being kind of problematic. Um, he says that one of the people say something pretty Islamophobic. Oh, you're gonna have to tell me after off, we get off uh, yeah. the podcast. Anyway, so what is more movie news? Anthony? More movie news. Bryce Dallas Howard in recent news has revealed that her salary for the uh, Jurassic World movies. I figured this is important because we she makes did it made significantly, significantly less than Chris Pratt. And I like Bryce Dallas Howard more than I like Chris Pratt because we all know I hate him. 
But she did. So she made. She did say he was. He fought for her to get equal he, pay. He fought for her to get equal pay. It was reported in 2018 that Howard was paid eight million dollars for playing the role of Claire, while Pratt was paid ten million for his role. Does it say anything about the new? Oh my one? God! How how hilarious that oh we used to be paid um, seventy cents on the do- dollar. Now we're paid eighty cents on the dollar. Wow. wow. Things are looking up here in Duloc. In Duloc. Can we just like pay equally famous people the same amount of money? Well, here's another thing similar to that. Um, so they're they're starting to gear up for Joker 2, right? With Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga. And Lady Gaga is getting paid $10 million to be in the movie. And Joaquin Phoenix and director Todd Phillips are both getting paid $20 million. Um, I feel like Lady Gaga should be paid equal to them. Lady Gaga is a star. She was nominated for... Were they nominated for an Oscar in the same year? Stars Born and Joker, was that the same year? I don't even know, but she's like... She has like all of the awards like she's won awards for every in every awards but show i mean listen to this stuff joaquin phoenix got 4.5 million dollars as a salary for the first joker as opposed to the 20 million that he's getting now now like i was talking to my friends about the new joker when they announced that they're gonna do it and i was like i'm cautiously optimistic because the first one is such a great character study movie and like that's what attracted somebody like Joaquin Phoenix to the role. And while I don't think that the movie necessarily needs a sequel, I have to think that it has to have a good script in order to draw Joaquin Phoenix back to it. Because he doesn't ha- do sequels. Also, it has to have a good script to draw Lady Gaga to it because exactly. she's very picky about the movie she's in. Exactly. So... I'm thinking that the script might be good because it's drawing those people in, especially Joaquin Phoenix, who doesn't do sequels ever. Like and he's Gaga, never done a sequel. And who only does like art house films. Yeah. And, but then I look at the $20 million, this basically $16 million increase in pay that Joaquin Phoenix is getting. And it's like, was money a drawing factor to returning like, to the role? I feel like Gaga deserves more money. I wonder how much she got paid for, like, A Star is Born. I wonder how much she got paid for House of Gucci. I bet she got paid a lot for House of Gucci. I can look that up real quick. Because here's the thing. I get it. Like, you don't want to pay, like, like, not known actors a lot. But, like, Lady Gaga is going to draw an audience that normally wouldn't go see this movie. Like, everyone has to know that. Like... The if we had a Venn diagram, the people who went and saw Joker and Lady Gaga fans would be two separate circles. Like they're not in the same circle of influence. But now you're bringing Gaga and Joker together. You're going to get all your Gaga fans. It's being said that the Joker sequel is a musical more in line with A Star is Born than like In the Heights is what they've said. So take that as you will. Um, I'm trying to find out how much money Lady Gaga made for House of Gucci, and I can't really find it. Um, also, the website that I'm using is literal like cancer to my phone. So <laughs> okay. I'm just going to stop. Well, let's get um, started. Yeah. Uh, there's your movie news. And we didn't have a lot of it because we recorded this like, I don't know, four days after the Big Daddy recording. So there wasn't much that actually came out this week. Anyway, Brie. Anyway, yes. Brie. Um, gosh. Movie news and movies in general. Boy, it's complicated, huh? Yes. It's complicated. It's complicated. Everything complicated. Why Everyth- Why you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else. Get me frustrated. Sorry. The movie this week is It's Complicated. 2009 film starring Meryl Streep, Alec Baldwin, Everybody Under the Sun. Directed by Nancy Myers, who directed... Uh, Movies such as The Holiday, which is the one I got confused with, the last 
week when we were t- you had mentioned at the end of the Big Daddy podcast, oh, we're going to watch It's Complicated. So is that the one with Jack Black? No, it's The Holiday I was confused Which is with. a good movie. Same director. Um, she also did Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride 2, Father Er Er of the Bride. I've never seen those. Well, that's not the subtitle. I was joking. I, I don't know. Just Father of the Bride 2. Um, and some, uh, some other stuff. She's like very big into the uh, uh, romantic comedy genre. Right? As am I. As yeah. am I. So uh, the movie, it's complicated. Released in 2009, on Christmas Day, 2009. Mm, filmed on a budget of $85 million. So quite small. Uh, actually quite big for a movie Well, it was, it was to pay for Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, guess how much the movie grossed in worldwide I total guess, box just office. Tell me. Just give me a no, number. just tell me. Oh, you're killing me. $224.6 million. On an eighty some dollar, uh, eighty million dollar budget. That's because that's so, Meryl money. Holy cannoli! That movie made boatloads of money, and I never heard of it until <laughs> you brought it up. And there's a reason for that. Um, this is your mother's favorite movie. This is the middle-aged woman's fantasy movie. I, yeah, that's what I thought about, and I said that to you when watching the movie. I was like. This movie is literally every divorced middle-aged woman's dream. I wonder if your mom's seen it. I literally <laughs> said, I'm like, I think my mom would really like this movie. <laughs> is it necessarily my movie? No, but... Um, it's kind of embarrassing how many times I've seen this movie, so let's move on. When was the first time you saw this movie? When I was, like, probably way too young. Like, when it yeah, probably first came out. I was like, out. man, they're really, I like, probably went and saw it with my mom. Alec Baldwin says some stuff in this movie that's, like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Shivers. Well, Alec Baldwin's whole character in this movie is, ugh. Yeah, which we, we'll get into him, because he's an interesting cat in this film. Um, so who do we got in the movie? We got Meryl Streep. We got Alec Baldwin. We've got John Krasinski in a very supporting role. Like, doesn't do much in the movie. But he's a star in the. He's a star in this. He's, like, the he's most the, important, like, side character. Yeah, I would say, like, the daughters don't do anything no, in this like, movie. No, it's, like, it's about, the, like, the son-in-law. Uh, we and got Lake Bell. Uh, we've got... Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Oh, I forgot about Steve Martin. We've got Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' wife. She plays the friend. She's in like two scenes. Okay, so that's something that I wanted to bring up. And I told this Mm -hmm. to you without getting into the movie like deep as we're going to do. Meryl Streep's character has like four middle-aged, three middle-aged female friends that just like gossip and gossip and gossip. And I'm trying to tell him that's what middle-aged women do. They contribute nothing to the story. They're in two scenes and it's like, do these scenes even need to be in the movie? No. And I said to Bree, I was like, you know what I would have appreciated if they took all three of those female characters and they merged them into one best friend character that showed up more often. <laughs> Cause then you have like a purpose for these characters other than these like filler scenes, I guess in the movie where she's like having wine and, uh, pies with her her friends and talking about how much sex she's having. Uh, just makes me really want a like, pie. Yeah, it like didn't really matter any to the movie, but that was one of the few gripes I had with the movie. Um, Brie, overall thoughts before we get I into I love it? this movie. I knew you did. I love I it. I, I really do. I didn't. <laughs> Predictably. But I can, again, take off my uh, bias cap and acknowledge why the movie might be good to some people. The movie is good because Empathize. it's good. So I'm going to say, stop listening to this man's mouth hole. Listen to me and we're getting in. So we're digging in. Digging in. No, you can't do any more without listening to your mouth hole. We're going. This is Brianna's podcast. Welcome to Brianna's podcast. Yeah. All right. I will just add this in a little bit later on. Then. Fine. Okay. So we are going to start off by saying we get this introductory scene. It's this couple's engagement party. Oh, can I say, by the way, that we got Hans Zimmer to do the music for this movie? Like, Hans Zimmer is like a pretty well known uh composer for films and 
Uh, let me list you off a few movies that Hans Zimmer has. In typical man fashion, he interrupted me as I was just getting started. Oh, no, but it's such an interesting... Um, Hans Zimmer did the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> Doont. Doont. Um, he did Interstellar. He did all, like, all the Christopher Nolan movies. Um, he did The Lion King. He did Gladiator, The Last Samurai, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Doont. 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 He's that guy. He did the score for this movie, and the score is literally like, do 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 do. You done? <laughs> yep. Okay. So we're at this couple's anniversary party. You have Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin just shooting the shit with these people, uh, celebrating their anniversary. And then we get enters in a significantly younger woman who is the wife of Alec Baldwin. And it's kind of, so Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep's characters, they were married and they are now divorced and it's been 10 years since they've gotten divorced. So they've been divorced for 10 years and um, both of Meryl Streep's son and the son of this couple, they're both graduating college. So we are established that there is at least a son in both these families. Um, and the other, bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> the other, there are other children as we move through, but Meryl Streep's character makes like her nice little getaway after, um, Jake, Alec Baldwin's character, um, Jake, who always talks like this, um, his wife in a, comes in a really like soft voice, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> his <laughs> wife comes and interrupts and Meryl Streep's like, this is my cute to peace out. So she leaves and she goes to her little house um and says oh i'll see you in new york for our son's graduation uh, we're i'm staying at this hotel but they, okay so this was my thing with the movie and i brought this up to you i was like i feel like these exposition-esque lines that are thrown out are thrown out almost as throwaway lines like i missed a lot of the exposition into like the dynamic of the family who some of these characters are why they're going to new york because it's like not emphasized enough and you just know, not I, a woman and you're not paying attention to the romantic comedy the way you should because I you are not i have told me. you in the past that i am a fan of show not tell right when it's like you don't always have to whack your audience over the head with ex explanation but sometimes in movies like you need that even balance of yeah but now you're not saying enough to where and you're not showing enough so like i don't get what's going on maybe and that's you just, how i felt. like don't pay attention and you're on your no, phone i was paying attention mm, i don't know and then we meet the other two daughters outside of meryl um streep's character's house we have her daughter gabby and she's going away to college i believe because she's like i'm gonna go drive up everyone's driving I don't know, up i guess today <laughs> and then her other daughter and her fiance harley played by john krasinski and he's kind of just like this funny like guy who's just like super supportive and like calls meryl mom and i'm like oh i love that I wonder if Anthony will ever call my mom mom instead of just her name. We'll have to see. I know I don't feel comfortable calling his mother mom because um, that's weird. <laughs> um, so she uh, like is just having a great a great time. You get a little bit of like her daily life. It's very saturated with her adult children she lives in her home alone she works at her own bakery she's doing really well and she seems very happy and it's juxtaposed to alec baldwin character jake's life where there is a young child not his that's not his so the thing is he left his wife and cheated on her with this like bell's character yes yeah. which is her name escapes it's like agnes I don't know why they gave that name to that character. That is an old lady name. Anyway, so she he cheated on his wife with her. And then they they dated for a while. Then she left him and got pregnant and then came back to him. And now they're married and they have a little child. and Pedro. He, Pedro. And he's kind of like not well behaved. 
but like in Alec Baldwin's character doesn't have a necessarily great connection with Pedro anyway. He's like, this is your kid, you know? Well, yeah, because like, <clears throat> I mean, it is her kid. How do you jump into that step parent position right out of the gate? Cause, Ask like, my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> he did um, a pretty good job. Um, and I just think it's he's just not it's established that she is very happy he is not so happy okay and then we have she's at her bake shop she's doing her thing and her architects come in for the addition on her home she is finally getting the kitchen she always wanted and it's taken her 10 years to get this going so she's getting this like design she has two designers here one designer, her main designer, and then this Adam guy played by Steve Martin. Yes. And she find they're going through all the plans. She's like, I love that you thought of this. And the guy's like, Oh, Adam thought of it. I love that you thought of this. And she, they're like he's like, Adam thought of all of this. Adam's actually gonna take over as the actual person behind this whole thing. And she's like, Okay, I gotta go though, because I got a dentist appointment. But it's not a dentist appointment. She wants to get plastic surgery because her eyelids are droopy. Can I ask why that scene was in the movie? The scene is in the movie because it's important to, while she leaves the plastic surgeon, she bumps into Jake yes. and Agnes and they're at a so fertility. So the whole plastic surgery thing is a, is a way, way, to, get is a way to get these two characters in the same place. Yes. That's weird. Anyway, so Jake's there. And um, they're going to a fertility clinic. And she's kind of surprised by this. because oh, I think... thought Jake was a fertility doctor. No. Ugh. Agnes wants another kid. Oh. And so they're going to fertility treatments. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I'm And on Pedro is being an absolute monster inside this elevator. He is a monster. And that's when we get the first scene with the friends. Where they're gossiping about him and everything going on he, i'll like, let you take care of this it's, one. <laughs> it's the first friends her friends are over she's talking about like giving the backstory about jake cheated this is where we find out he cheated and he went with agnes and then she left him and then she had a baby and then they got back together it reminds me of that scene because we were just recently saw bullet train and in bullet train it was like I, again, one of my complaints about like that movie was, God, they just beat us over the head with like things that just tell the audience this very quickly. Where um, was a tangerine and lemon in Bullet Train are talking about the uh, was his name the White Death? Is that the Michael Shannon's character? I don't remember the the main mob boss, and they're like, uh, he's like, uh, didn't you read the file? Blah 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 blah, and it's like. All of this backstory and expo exposition about this, like, mob boss and the whole, like, you didn't read the file <laughs> type explanation just to, like, put all this exposition on the audience is, like, kind of cheap. Oh, well, shut up. And then they go into this long spiel about how Meryl Streep's character needs to get laid. And they talk about vaginas. And I was like, Anthony's probably like, Brianna made me watch this old lady movie about vaginas. Because they talk about... Well, I'm not oh, like super uncomfortable I, with it because we watch like Boogie Nights. and I Because one of the women is talking about, I heard about a lady who didn't have sex and then her vagina closed. But then I asked and, you, I'm like, do women really talk like that? And of course we do. I mean, Especially, I would know. Have you ever uh, listened to your mom on the phone with her girlfriends? No. I have, so. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I and have you ever like hung out with your mom and her girlfriends? No. Yeah, because you're not a girl. Right. So you don't know this stuff. Anyway, that's we, why I asked you. Anyway, then we cut to New York. Both Jake do, 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 and music. the entire family. It's well established that Jake goes everywhere pretty much by himself, right? Because Pedro's sick at this point, so he's by himself. Whereas Meryl shows up with the entire family so it's like he got a new family he's miserable he misses his original kids she gets all the love and support of her children and he doesn't really have that but it's like well deserved because like you chose to mess up the marriage yeah and like this is what we have to talk about regarding jake as a character because like 
initially for like the first half of the movie, I'm like, man, Alec Baldwin is like giving the most dry performance in this movie of like the most monotone, same like way of delivering every single line. And it's like really not helping his character. However, if you get in, because Brie brought this up to me and it's like when you dive deeper into like the nuance of that character and like what that character is all about, it's like, this is a guy who deeply, deeply, deeply regrets his past decisions and is now like confronted with the consequences of those decisions. Like this whole movie is, is Jake facing the consequences of the actions he made 10 years ago. And to which I said, Meryl Streep is in all of these movies that are about like men that can't deal with the consequences of their past behavior, just as in like death becomes her uh, Bruce Willis's character is like, a guy who can't deal with the consequences of his past behavior and the fact that like he left Goldie Hawn's character and now he's dealing with all of the repercussions that come with that. And I think it's very important to realize as we go deep down, I do not blame um, the fictional character Meryl Streep is playing for her part in what goes on. And No, and like, okay, so like as we get into the movie a little bit more, Jake as a character becomes almost obsessive to a point. And he becomes very manipulative and He's you get super and you kind of get a glimpse into how the marriage dissolved in the first place. Do you think the marriage dissolved because he was being manipulative or was there something else that I I missed? think he is the type of man who just wants he what wa- he wants. He and- wants he wants something and then like when he gets it he gets tired of it. Yeah. 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 So this is the vibe I was getting from that character. They both end up in New York and they're all both by themselves because the kids are all like hanging out together and they end up at the same restaurant and they end up like just drinking at the bar together. They're drinking a lot. They're dancing. They're having a lot of fun. They're just hanging around. But then, of course, when there goes with copious amounts of alcohol are bad decisions and they have sex. <gasps> um, and very much ex- ex- almost exactly after um Meryl's character is like I should never have done this I feel terrible this is the worst thing I've ever done ever this can never happen again and Alec and Baldwin's like didn't you have fun and he's like I like that this is the best thing that ever happened this is great why don't you think this is great and it's like they got divorced for a reason and they kind of like split ways after new york but like jake is being too public about everything we're like i know this is supposed to come off as like jake is being flirty with her or something but it really comes off as like weird and manipulative and creepy and like wanting to catch the same flight back and it's like super public to where the kids are like kind of sus at the beginning and it's like jake keeps making comments to her like like flirty comments and it's like dude shut the hell up already and it's very obvious meryl doesn't want this to go on she's like i'm done they don't talk again and and they both go back to um their lives back home and we have adam he comes back to have their the meeting together and we find out adam's divorced he's a kindred spirit he's also a divorced man um and she just, like, really is getting to know Adam. And she seems to be into him. But then we have Alec Baldwin shows up, like, almost at the end of her meeting with Adam. And he's like, she's OMG, like, I thought he'd never leave. And, and I was like, that was a weird line delivery, Alec Baldwin. I almost said Adam Baldwin. And, Same thing. and he's just stalking her. I said, she's so lovely, but, like, he's stalking. And it ends up... That they do start like a casual affair. They meet up at a hotel that Harley and her daughter are happening to be at to look at it for a potential wedding venue. Harley sees the two of them. And he's kind of like now Harley is the only one who knows that there's an affair going on. Do you agree with Alec Baldwin's character when he's like, why can't we just like roll with it? Because when we were married, he's like... I was too career focused and like you had your problems. And then he says, but now we're like the people we were meant to be. So here's my philosophy on marriage. 
if you can't be there for me when we're going through like the lowest of lows, like if you can't, if I can't trust that you would be the one holding my hand, if I ever got like a terminal illness, then I don't want to be with you when we won the lottery. You know what I mean? Okay. Because I need someone, a partner who genuinely wants to be with me and work at a relationship with me. And I feel like you do. But do you think relationships do dissolve because like people just aren't ready for each other yet? And do you think that they can blossom again once those two people have matured or have become different? But his excuse, it doesn't make sense because he was unfaithful. I think it'd be different if like they got divorced and he had a different, he had a new family. But the fact that he cheated on her as the way that the marriage dissolved. Because let's not forget that is the reason the marriage dissolved. He cheated. She did not seek out divorce from him. And this is why and I'm he like, did not he's seek being, out divorce from her. He's being he super manipulative was to her. Unfaithful. And that is the reason the marriage dissolved. Because I truly believe if he was never caught He wouldn't have stopped. He wouldn't have like he wouldn't have asked for the he they wouldn't have gotten divorced if he wasn't caught. Yeah. Well because he's a I want my cake and eat it too kind of person. Yes. And it's one of those things where I'm like this is why I think like his character is so manipulative is because like he did this horrible, horrible thing to her years ago and is now like, nah, that doesn't matter. Like, and then he's enticing her and like messing, it's, manipulating it's also with her mind. Her, you know she's what I still mean? in therapy for this. Yeah. It's established that she goes and sees a therapist regularly to deal with like what happened. And it's like, she might still have feelings for him and him doing this is very manipulative. As we talk about this, is this a deeper character study on like the effects of like the dramatic effects of like a divorce think, or like, like being infidelity, in infidelity, like, the person who was, like, accosted and, like, like out of nowhere. I think of, like, a person we know okay. who also had someone who was unfaithful to them. Okay. And that's how the marriage dissolved. Yes. And how I am so fiercely protective of that person. And I hate <laughs> the person who did that to her. You know mm. what I mean? Like, there's, like... Things that are, you just, you you know, it's, it's a tough situation. And we get into the more tough situations because even though they're having this affair and she's like, they, she plans a date night with him and she's like, I'll make all your favorites, this chicken with the potatoes and the chocolate cake. And then she's sitting up all night waiting for him to come and it, just so happens his wife canceled her plans so then um he was stuck at home he couldn't leave and every time he tried to go text her or call her the wife's like why are you taking your phone to the bathroom like taking a poop i'll be like i'm taking a poop (laughs) and i want some entertainment but this is not smartphone (laughs) phone era he had a blackberry so i guess like you still play like brick breaker but that's like and that's what really dissolves meryl streep's feelings at that point it kind of clicks in her head like this is never going to work well and then it turns into like the roles are reversed where like he is uh well the roles had been reversed initially when she goes to her therapist and she's like you tell me what to do and he's the therapist gives probably the worst therapist advice ever by saying fuck it just like lose control but it doesn't help that her friends are like the same way they're like yeah, fuck it she- just do it they they think that Agnes deserves it, mm-hmm. which I don't think any woman deserves it. It's right. it's like a shitty thing to do to anyone. Two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, um, um, but at that point when she gets stood up, it's like she's done with him. You know yeah. what I mean? And she goes headfirst into her Steve relationship Martin. with Adam, and they spend a great day together. Um, they get invited to a party that the kids are having, and they both smoke um, the pot that Alec Baldwin's character gave them. So. She, they're stoned out of their mind. I wrote, I wrote middle-aged people behaving badly. I said, I said, this is a middle-aged person's like dream. This movie of like, 
I was a parent in my 20s and my 30s, and now that my kids are like out of the house, I can let loose. <laughs> but uh, so they get to so um, Meryl and Steve Martin, they're stoned when Alec Baldwin like confronts, horribly stoned when Alec Baldwin <laughs> confronts them. He also then gets stoned, and then Harley, played by John Krasinski, comes and catches them, and he also gets but, like, stoned. But they're taking like one hit of a joint, and they're like, whoa, I'm so high right now. And then, so they all get stoned, and Jake and um, Meryl's character, they dance, and then she's like, oh, never mind, I gotta go dance with the guy I came with. And Jake's wife kind of sees the way he looks at her, and kind of knows something's like up. And he decides he's going to leave. He says he leaves Agnes. There's no part of me that believes that man left her. More she got wise up to what was going on. And she told him to get out. And the kids are pushing for him to be, you know, mom, please let dad stay. Like he has nowhere else to go. He's going to sleep in his car. And she does not want him to stay. And then he naked mans her. Well, hang on. I think we're... Oh, no. I'm very much on track. I have everything notated down. Well, Alec Baldwin says something like, what's the difference between leaving and being left or something? And we, we've we talked about this. It's like, would you be here if... Would you have been here at this moment if she did not kick you out? Yeah. yeah. No, you would not. You would have gone back with your family and, you know, done your things with your family. He just has to face the consequences of his actions. He, at the point where he, so he naked mans um, Meryl, and Steve Martin gets to see his whole privates, and it kind of ruins her relationship. With- a naked man only works like a certain percentage of the time. Yeah. Right, Brie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Brie, Brie got naked manned once. And I made him leave. I was like, why? I was like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom when you get the movie started. It was not me. It was No, else. and it's someone we know. That's yeah, the worst yeah. part. Like later on, like, I became friends friend. with. <laughs> it's a mutual friend. And he's so nice. He's so nice. He's so nice. Not a bad thing to say about this guy. Mm-hmm. Just he wasn't the one, you know? Yeah. He's, he shot, like, he shoot a shot. You know what I mean? Uh, kudos. But I was like, can you queue up the movie while I go to the bathroom really quick. Did you I watch ca- the Wild Thornberries? No, that's a different oh, okay. <laughs> Anthony and I orbited each other for a while in college. Yeah. We're like, I was dating around his group of friends, but like we had never met. Right. Uh, odd situation to be in. Well, uh, it's like we have this one friend. Who was obsessed. We have this one friend who I had known since high school and went to college with and then when I had mentioned him the first time to Brie, when Brie and I started dating, she's like, wait, I know him. And then it was the story of, like, the Wild Thornberries movie. And then the, and- him texting me, like, constantly wanting to hang out again. And I'm like, no, dude, like, I'm not feeling it. Like, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks. Because he would text me, like, in the middle of the day. I'm like, dude, I have class. Like, I'm not <laughs> hanging out right now. And I was just like, this guy needs to get the hint. So it's like, I am not interested, sir. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> so he... But I digress. And then all the kids are kind of like overwhelmed by what's happening. And they're like, we're still not over the divorce. Mom, dad, are you getting back together? And dad's like, yes. And she's like, no. No, we are not. But then the kids all leave at the same time. And I'm like, is this an overreaction? On I their think part? they're reacting to the fact that like... Mom and dad were hooking up, and then they, like, we thought they were going to get back together, but, like, they're not getting back together, and, like, that disappointment, because they were still getting over the divorce, even though it happened 10 years ago. Like, they're still trying to move past, like, what happened in the past, but she doesn't want him. She doesn't want him back. Um, The kids are upset, and she goes to them, and she apologizes to them. She doesn't want them to feel sad about it she's just like it was she just feels terrible about what has gone on but alec baldwin's character has to leave like he has to deal with his own crap and she goes back to try to get adam back and he's kind of like i'm not interested like it's kind of it's done and he was really going to give up her project and she's like Please don't give up my pro. At least stay on the project. She's like, I would like to see you again, even if it's just professionally. 
And then at the end of the movie, we get like she gets everything she wants. She gets everything she wants because <laughs> he's there on the rainy day. And yeah, they kind of like exchange like pleasantries. One and- review of this movie called the ending bittersweet, and I was like. This is not bittersweet. She got everything she wanted. (laughs) I think people who sympathized with Alec Baldwin's character wanted a better ending for him, but I think he deserved what he got. Yes, because like we said, this is a guy who like his character arc should have been, I need to accept the consequences of my decisions and live with the consequences of my decisions. That should have been his character arc, but I don't feel as though his character ended on that. Right, like he was forced to deal with the consequences of his actions. He didn't voluntarily uh, uh, accept yeah. what was going. on. He kind of was told, you know, we are not getting back together. A good and if, his wife if you had told added, him to get out. If they had added one scene with him and Meryl Streep having a heart to heart about their relationship, and then him like taking a moment and being like, "Okay, like I get it." That would have been like a fulfilling uh, conclusion to that character arc of this guy who deeply is is deeply hurt by the consequences of his past decisions now accepting his life because of that. And I honestly don't even think he really loved Meryl again. I think he just missed like the the food and the. The things the that luxuries she, that come with yeah. being in a marriage. Yeah. You know? I think he missed his old life. Yes. And he was envious of And the, this is why I say this is like that. This is like a divorced middle aged woman's dream movie. Because every middle aged divorced woman's like, ha ha yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he you gotta it. deal with it now. Now deal with the consequences <laughs> of your actions, you piece of poo. Right. So I, I like it. I think this is one of those like romantic comedies that's like just really fun and nice like for older women to watch and for their daughters to watch with them, but not really understand what's going on because like they've never been divorced. <laughs> what do you think about Meryl Streep's performance in this movie because this is the Meryl I love series. her in everything I think she's really she was perfect for this role I feel like this role was made for her okay so I initially was like I don't think that this role was written for Meryl Streep in mind but then I found out it was <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like okay so I suppose it makes a little bit of sense um, I think that because I was confused for a moment. I'm like, man, we just came off of The Devil Wears Prada, where it's like Meryl giving this like dominant character portrayal, you know? But I don't feel like she always plays the ambitious woman. But that doesn't necessarily mean like a dominant character no, portrayal. But it means like every role she takes on, Julia Child. I feel like this was a very safe role for Meryl Streep even though I think she knocked out of the park and she she was great great in it and it so very obviously looked like she was just having fun making this movie um I I don't think this is the most risky movie for Meryl Streep I think it's a very easy payday for her yeah and it was it made a lot of money everyone liked to watch it it was a good movie it's like Death Becomes Her was a movie that was like really out of character in a good way for Meryl Streep. This movie is, uh, I don't want to say it's out of character for Meryl, but it's just not like, it's not like when you go from the devil wears Prada to a movie like this, where like in the devil wears Prada, Meryl is playing this like larger than life character, you know, and, and, then, and she's doing a very, very phenomenal job at it. And then you go to this where it's like, I, I don't want to be like too like a critical. very warm character. She's yeah, motherly. Well, it's, it's toned down a lot, you know, where it's not as uh, 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 large. I keep using the phrase larger than life, but I can't think of any other way of describing it like uh, The Devil Wears Prada. But do I think it was the riskiest movie for her to take? No, it's probably very easy for her to do. I but, love this movie. But it looks like she had a lot of fun. Like that baking scene. So it looked like her and Steve Martin were like having a ball. Yeah. Just like making croissants. Or she didn't have fun and she's a really great actress. I don't know. I think (laughs) I would have fun with Steve Martin. He's pretty funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. So I think they probably had a lot of fun. And they were making croissants. 
croissant. And uh, what, is it, what do they call it? Eclairs. Pan du chocolat. Pan du chocolat. I want to go to a bakery. Will you take me? Franche vanilla. Baguette Eiffel Tower. In your general direction. <laughs> it does not so if it makes my list or not it does not but i think it gives an honorable mention because it's just a fun movie to watch yeah just, i know it doesn't make your list definitely no, not no did i say devil wears prada was the Merrill movie that i'm putting on the list i think you did okay i think that's fair at least you did to me you, if not on the podcast i'm pretty publicly. sure i said it on the podcast i have not been keeping a running list of our movies i have not i just think everything goes on <laughs> yeah you get on the list and you, you get, get on, on the list, list. The list the but list, magnolia you do not get on the list you stay far away from the list that stay was so away funny. it's a it'll be funny because a movie like halloween 3 would get on uh, honorable mention but i'm like magnolia no but like halloween 3 was we such talked a about fun this. movie what were we watching or what did someone say the other day um, where we thought about halloween 3 I don't remember. Were we talking about Bullet Train? We were know. like, it's just a fun movie. It's like not winning any awards, but it's like a good time to watch it. And it's like, I will take... Oh, no. Were, we're we talking, talking about Rob Zombie? No, we were talking about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, okay. And comparing it to Halloween 3, I think. Maybe. I remember, like, we were just saying, like, I would, I would rather take Halloween Resurrection and Halloween 3 over halloween uh rob zombie because <laughs> three and resurrection are just like fun to watch they're not good <laughs> but they're they're just like a good time yeah 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 okay all right do you have you decided on your fourth meryl movie uh, or do you want to make it a surprise it's gonna be a surprise but what are we in for next week Andy? all right well next week i think we're gonna go on break right brie because we oh. have some weddings coming oh, up oh yes that... we have two weddings back to back um so we are going to take a quick break in the middle well towards the end of our series and we're going to hit the last two movies in our series and then take and another take another week break, um yeah. take another little break and then get into our next series which we haven't decided on yet nope. which we got to do um so next week we are on break but the week after that we are returning back to our adam sandler series with the uh penultimate adam sandler film 2019 2019's Uncaught Joms. I can't believe he's getting me to watch this movie again because oh it's on God. my list of like, movies we're I never want to see again. We So there was a summer in which we watched Uncut Gems with my friends about 10 times. And unfortunately, <laughs> I was present for some of these times. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen it too much and I it's one of those movies that I was like, I'm never going to watch this movie again. But, but now you can analyze I think that, it. I think this was your Malala, so... What? No. I never said that. So we're gonna never we're gonna said get, that. We're gonna get into. <laughs> <laughs> never said that. I think you did. No. Um. Anyway, we'll be back in two weeks with uncut gems. Uh. Follow us wanna... on social media. Review podcast one on Instagram. You can email us at review no review no, un you, you i it messed up. it up review <laughs> underscore review podcast one at gmail.com is our email review underscore pod is on instagram foul anthony on twitter at gldtv1 if you want to get a hold of me you must watch it's complicated oh, and i'm in the background <laughs> somewhere pause it at the exact second send a screenshot of that time to our email and maybe maybe you'll meet me yeah okay otherwise it's very complicated it's complicated <laughs> it's complicated um wow we're running short uh usually we go about an hour and a half what well, listen we're trying to watch the bachelor <laughs> <laughs> the bachelorette is on in less than 20 minutes 15 minutes <laughs> ah, i need to oh so let's talk about this for a second because we got the time yeah we got the time Kill um it. so logan is causing a stir Last week, he left Rachel's group because he's like, I can't stop thinking about Gabby. And then the intros and stuff for this week is Logan causing some sort of scuffly stuff in Gabby's group where I think he canceled, gets a whole date canceled. Again. I, I'm so, And someone said on Twitter, and I totally agree, why 
are we fretting about Logan, a man who in the real world would have not a sliver of a chance with either of these women? You don't have a ghost of a chance. He's like ugly. So like the fact that this man is making both women upset makes me want to punch him in the throat. He is the biggest villain of the season. We thought it was going to be Hayden when he said mean things about Gabby being rough around the edges and calling the women like not worth it anyway. So I'm just I'm done with these villains and i want both women to just find their who person who do you want to win i want and i know nate doesn't win for gabby what he's not in her top four why i don't know he seems perfect Ugh. but then we found out some not so good things oh about is there nate. not so good things about is he like problematic he didn't tell his last girlfriend about his kid so i know but that's like <laughs> the biggest thing and i want rachel to end up with um what's his name He's like, he, he looks Tino, kind of, not Tino. The Ugh. other, the one, Zach, I might be his name. The one that kind of looks like a guy that we know. The one that looks like a guy we he know. He kind of looks like a guy we, we know who was your roommate in college. Like just a little bit. In the frat house. <gasps> really? He you think of, he looks like that A guy? little bit. A little bit. Oh, I mean, the guy on The Bachelor is obviously better looking. Are we thinking about the same person? We might. Okay, so this has been Bree, and that is Anthony. And this has been the review podcast. Oh, Skippy, the review podcast. Yeah. Bye bye.